Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Grimar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Grimar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. All right, thanks very much. Let's uh, get right back out to Seattle and see what's going on out there as the Cardinals are taking on the Seattle Mariners this afternoon and try to salvage a game in this series. Here we go again with the Cardinals in jeopardy of being swept, but can they get it going today? Let's start things off with our broadcasters on what happened last night. With Ricky Orton, I'm John Rooney, and last night at T-Mobile Park, the Cardinals had a 3-1 to lead, but Teoscar Hernandez chased Miles Michaelis with a game-tying two-run homer, and then it was a single with two outs by Eugenio Suarez that drove in two, proved to be the difference in a 5-4 victory. So Zach Thompson picks up the loss in relief. He's been so good for the Cardinals, but Cardinals found, unfortunately, another way to lose. Tommy Edmond hit a home run in the ninth inning to make it a one-run game. Alec Burleson with two outs in the ninth sent the ball back to the warning track in center field, but the Cardinals rally fell short. Now the Cardinals are trying to get at least one win in Seattle behind Jack Flaherty this afternoon. Jack has been good, especially the last time out. We saw Jack. I just think he's just about ready to be the Jack Flaherty of old. Cardinals need him to be today. The Cardinals have Flaherty going up against Chris Flexen. We're on the air with our pregame show at 2.15 at 3 o'clock, Ricky will have the lineups, and I'll bring you the first pitch around 3:10. Last night, Seattle beat the Cardinals 5-4. John and Ricky, thanks very much. We heard from Oliver Marmel, the Cardinals manager, live on this show last hour. Let's hear from Miles Michaelis for the first time. This is Michaelis last night on Valley Sports Midwest. Uh, I thought I was throwing the ball pretty well um, up until my last pitch. How much does that at-bat frustrate you? A 3-2... You fell behind in the count. You got back in the count. Yeah, um, I think it was really frustrating to me just to to go three zero on him right there, and then you know get some some generous calls from the umpires uh, to get back to three two, and then you know have him foul off a good pitch away, and then you know he was on the fastball right there. That ball, you know, kind of barely gets out, but you know it's tough, it's upsetting. Did that get more of the plate than you wanted it to, or? Not really. You know, I thought he was reaching for the outside pitches. I thought I might be able to get in there on him, but, you know, he kept his hands in on the ball pretty well and, you know, he put a good swing on it. Obviously, you've done a lot with your breaking ball to that point, especially with the curve. And yeah. You seem to have a good feel with it. What, what's, what's the difference between going to a fastball there and maybe going back to the curve? Uh, you know, the way, he, the way he leaned out there, 
and and fouled off that fastball away. I thought maybe he's you know kind of diving, kind of looking out there, um, you know, to go out and, and, and foul off a good pitch away. So I thought maybe coming in might have might have been a good idea. And uh, you know, if that ball's a little more in, I think it it gets him on the hands a little bit. It's, it's a good pitch. It's three two. You know, I don't necessarily want to walk him. So you know, it's a good strike on the inside on the inside part of the plate, but. You know, I don't know if he swings at a pitch in off right there or, you know, if he swings at a, at a pitch way off the plate because he's leaning out there. You know, baseball's tough, and, and hindsight is twenty twenty. so it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a difficult pill to swallow sometimes. Well, he talked about the resolve of your bunches. You're confident this thing's going to turn at any day. Is that something you as a veteran keep mentioning to guys? Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're not playing bad ball. We're, you know, we're a, a, a run or two back in most of these games, and... You know, it's it's a ball falling or, you know, a, a, a pitch getting made a little better sometimes, you know, and it's it's not like we're getting beat real bad. You know, they're, they're, they're close games, which maybe makes it all the more frustrating. But, you know, if all of a sudden you start winning all these games by one or two runs instead of losing them by one or two runs, I mean, there are games that can go either way. You know, we get a home run late. You know, we get some guys on base. We hit into some, you know, unfortunate double plays. Um, you know, then we finish a game with a, you know, hard hit ball to the track. You know, I mean, it's it's a game of inches. You know, you catch a ball a little bit better. You know, a little bit cleaner. Maybe it's two home runs. Maybe it's a tie game. Maybe, you know, ball that hits off a glove, or you know, maybe I make a pitch that's just a little bit better. Um, you know, it's a game of inches, and it seems like sometimes we're just losing by an inch or two. So it's it's, fr- it's, it's tough. It's frustrating. Good perspective there from Miles Michaelis on Bally Sports Midwest, and it is. It is frustrating for the Cardinals and their fans right now. They're 8-13, five games under five hundred, seven games out of first in the National League Central. Milwaukee's off to a blazing start right now at 15-6. and six. The Pirates are 15-7, and seven, for goodness sake. So we'll see how things start to make their way back to normal, and if the Cardinals Cardinals can go on a run, but for right now, as we sit on April 23rd, it's been a tough start to the year. We'll talk to John Mosellock about it on the way at 1130. Now, they are going to be moving to the ballpark here, so we're actually going to call John Mosellock in this next break and, and make sure, because I'm not going to interview him if he's on the team bus. I mean, that's not, that's not how it works. If he's sitting on the bus with the players around him, that's not the place for him to be doing a live interview, so I will respect that. That's me talking, not him. So, But I want to talk to John Mosellock here. We'll reach out to him in the break and see if he's okay to do this 1130 interview. At any rate, Roman Berkey spoke directly to his teammates. And that happened last night after a loss. Uh, it felt like a loss. It ended up as a draw, but the one nothing lead was lost in the final moments on this. Barrios for Colorado, he fires a shot past Berkey near post. And City and Colorado, they are tied. The ball played out of the middle. That leaked through the box on the right-hand side. Barrio went near post. And for once tonight, Berkey beaten. It's 1-1, stoppage time, second half. Yeah, they went right through the City team, and Berkey rightfully was upset about that. He made 12 saves, three shy of the MLS record. Last night in a 1-1 draw against Colorado. Here's a little bit more of Berkey. Tom, we'll go back to you if you've got another one. Uh, yeah. Uh, did, did you guys feel fortunate at halftime that it was still 0-0? Yeah, we were. Uh, I mean, we had no chance. We had no chance in the first half. We They had, like, multiple chances. Um it looked like they were number one in the league, and we were like some, we are somewhere else, and it was complete the opposite. 
and um, I mean that's not what we are standing for. I mean we played a really good game against um, Cincinnati uh, seven days ago, and now we we showed this this performance on the on the field. That's that's something we have to talk about. Berkey not very happy, and he will be talking to his teammates. You can be assured of that. The captain speaking out very loudly and clearly uh, following the game last night. We'll talk to Lutz Fanensteel, the sporting director, about it in two minutes. Sports on a Sunday morning right here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. Great to have Lutz Fannin-Steel, the sporting director of St. Louis City SC, with us this morning. Good morning, Lutz. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well. Always great to talk to you. Two matches this week at City Park. Let me start with that. You have one on Tuesday. I want to make sure that people are fully aware of this fact. You have Saturday against the Portland Timbers, but on Tuesday you'll be taking on Union Omaha. It's the U.S. Open Cup third round. And before we talk about last night's match in Colorado, can you explain how this is set up uh, when it comes to St. Louis and Omaha? Yeah, you know, Open Cup, uh, obviously, completely different uh, competition. Um, you see lots of smaller teams uh, actually doing well in that in that uh, Open Cup. And uh, Omaha, for example, last year, they eliminated some of the MLS teams, like, for example, Chicago Fire. So we are definitely warned uh, what they are capable of from, from last season's Cup run they had. But at the end of the day, it's a game at home in our stadium against the team from the third tier so we you know it's uh definitely for us uh don't underestimate them but we also have to be aware we are uh, mostly we are the underdog this time we are the big favorite that's right uh st louis city sc it's a seven o'clock start on tuesday the u.s open cup third round against union omaha and tickets are available for this so i'd highly suggest that if you have not been inside the stadium which is world class and you want to see this incredible venue and see the team by the way uh, tuesday is your night i don't know that uh, you'd have a better opportunity to get in there than against that union omaha team on tuesday now I wonder how quickly your players are going to want to get back on the pitch. I would imagine they're going to want to get back on there fairly quickly. And I know that it's their health considerations and everything, but you played a game Saturday night that I'm certain you wish you could have back. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm still actually sitting here now with a cup of coffee and uh, it's a it's mixed emotions. Um, on the one hand, uh, you know, you don't go to Colorado. It's, uh, it's, it's a difficult place to go to. LASC played there a few weeks ago. They only got a draw as well. So it's one of these places where it's, in general, difficult to win. And somehow we had it, uh, you know, being one up for that long after escaping in the first half, after not doing well with lots of chances for the opponent. Um, and then somehow you're getting that very late goal and it makes it feel, at least in the first few moments, it makes it feel like a loss. On the other hand, getting a draw uh, away to, to Colorado is, well, it's it's quite a good result for us, uh, considering especially the run of play in the first half. But again, you know, I'm not too I'm not too sure where, right now uh, how I should think of it. Yeah, I'm with you because... It is a point, and you have to feel fortunate. And again, the fact that Roman Berkey did what he did. Do you like 
the fact that he stepped out and was critical of his teammates without going over the top, but very direct in his post-game press conference as the captain addressed things, Lutz. Yeah, I mean, he's a senior player, he's the captain, and obviously uh, uh, yesterday without him, uh, it's, it's a very clear, you know, and we don't have to beat around the bush. We would have uh, not got that point because he had an amazing individual performance yesterday. And uh, being myself uh, a goalkeeper for many, many years in professional level and knowing that it somehow was that feeling, Tom, you got that today, uh, whatever Colorado will do, he will he will save it. And then, you know, it takes till the 92nd, 93rd minute uh, till you get beaten finally by, yeah, by by a ball which we did not really defend very well. I, I could imagine exactly what went through his head because he really would have deserved that clean sheet yesterday for for his own good because it, it was amazing. He did literally everything right. He stood on his head. He made the impossible saves. And yeah, I do I do understand that, that he's he was he was a little bit disappointed or, or annoyed or emotional like he said. Uh, but again, yeah, uh, the things he said, um, we didn't. Well, he's actually just said the right thing. We did not do defensively as well as we are used to. We normally don't give away that many chances. You saw in the last games. Uh, uh, I remember your your colleague uh, uh, Tom Zimmerman wrote uh, that uh, you know there was Damon Buki didn't have to make one face in the game but conceded a goal, which was a penalty against Minnesota, which which was also true. So we didn't give that many chances away. Uh, and yesterday we just gave away an unbelievable number of, of shots of balls in the box, and, and that was just too much. On the other hand, it just shows me that um, you know investing in a player like Roman Burki, uh, giving him that that role, uh, bringing him for me, and not just about yesterday. It's about was from the first moment he came here, having the best goalkeeper in the league. It, it will it will help us a lot to to create the, the stability. And a good goalkeeper saves you a few points in the season. And yesterday was a prime example for that. That that point definitely was a, a big part of Roman Bucci. No question. I, I would imagine also that this is probably a great time to have Tim Parker on your team. If there's anybody who would straighten things up, it would be Tim as well. Both probably looking deep inside himself, but also conveying that message to his teammates. Yeah, I think you know. Obviously, uh, Tim, you know, he knows the league. He is a, is a he, he, he speaks. He he speaks up. Uh, he has a, a clear opinion. He leads the people uh, by action, but also by word. It's a different kind of uh, personality than Roman. Roman is more very direct, short and sharp, while Tim is a guy which really goes under your skin and motivates players, talks to players a little bit more. So it's a very good duo, uh, them two together. Um, you know, um, and as Roman said um, yesterday, I think the back four, the back four did, did all right. Uh, it was not. It was not. When we're talking about defense in football, it's not just about uh, the goalkeeper and the back four. I think it was more that we did not do that well against the ball uh, when, yeah, when, when when Colorado had the ball. So we were not as well organized in the center, and that gave opportunities for uh, Colorado always to come directly at the back four, and then it's difficult to to do defend that. So it was more like a defensive team effort where we, we, we need to do better. And I think uh, Bradley uh, spoke very clearly after that, uh, uh, you know, to the players as well. So that's something everybody knows and everybody was aware of. And in the end of the day, you know, tomorrow, Monday morning, uh, nobody will talk anymore about how many chances we gave away or that we didn't do that well. 
in the end, we got a 1-1 draw against one of the best home teams uh, uh, over the last years uh, at, at a place where I think you probably could see that if you watched it on TV, the last 10, 15 minutes, the altitude also, uh, it did not really help us. It helped a little bit more them. Uh, so they are used to that very, very thin air. And, and we, we looked a little bit gassed, but that was normal considering the way the game was played, but also uh, at the altitude. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm normally a guy who likes to look at the positive things. And the positive things is each match day nine, everybody thought we are a terrible team and we're still number one in the Western Conference. <laughs> so I think we can we can live with that point. Yeah. Yes, you can. You have 19 points. You're number one in the West. You do get a point. And Berkey, as tough as it is to end up in a draw, was spectacular. There's no question about that. Uh, Klaus, how is he doing? I know that you pulled him out, uh, or Bradley pulled him out as a precaution. Uh, was it his quad? Yeah, he had pains in his. Uh, in his. In his it's, it's more like a muscular problem. You know, um, uh, we hope it's nothing structural. He has his, um, his MRI testing today, and we will know definitely later today uh, what grade uh, this injury is. Um, it's hard to say right now. We always hope for the best, um, and um, you know the transfer list is closing tomorrow as well. So it's not the best timing for for uh, one of our top strikers or our DP striker to 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 get off with a with an injury. But let's just wait and see what uh, the medical team comes up with. What exactly is the, the situation there? Before we can we can we can talk about that one. Um, I told you that you'd have some fans show up in Colorado. Did you see them? Uh, the, so there were some city fans in Denver. Oh, there was a, a lot of city fans. I told you told me there will be around 150. I think it was much more. <laughs> um, you know, we it's not just that we saw them. We also heard them. There was a lot of STL. Uh, Giants uh, in the round, and uh, you know, I, I thought actually part of the game that uh, that we, we we played at home, so that was a, was a great support. Uh, you saw the the city red sticking out, and uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's not like in Europe where you're going on a bus or on a train, and within one and a half hours you're in the city and you watch your team play. It's a big effort. Uh, all the people they took there to 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 come to Colorado to come to Denver and support us. Yeah, it's impressive. And after the game against Cincinnati with that long delay and that unbelievable turnout of fans after all of that, now they get two matches to enjoy this week, Tuesday and Saturday, against Omaha and Portland, respectively. Thank you very much for the visit, as always, and we will catch up with you real soon. Thanks so much. Lutz Fan and Steel, Sporting Director for St. Louis City SC, right here on KMOX. The games are right here on KMOX uh, and our sister station, Y98 FM, right down the hall is the flagship. So we will have all of the coverage. They have the play-by-play. Joey Zanaboni, Dale Shilley. In fact, they're going to join me on back-to-back days, Tuesday, Wednesday. Joey Zanaboni will be with me at 8.15 on Total Information AM. Dale Shilley will join me, as he always does, on Wednesday at 8.15 to discuss this U.S. Open Cup match against Omaha. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the man who joins us every Sunday at 1130, John Mosellock, will be with us. Now, again, he is in transit to the ballpark, so we'll hopefully be able to get him in short order, but I have talked to him. He's ready to go. He's next on KMOX. Welcome back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Bill Schmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. 11.31, it's time to talk things over with John Mosellock, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, joins us live on KMOX. We appreciate this. I know it's a busy day on a game day in Seattle. Yeah, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. It's not ideal to be 8-13 and 13 out of the gate, but then again, it is, as you always tell us, a very long baseball season. All of these games count the same, though. Just uh, give us uh, an overview of what you've seen over the last few days, especially these last two in Seattle. Yeah, I think it's a lot like, you know, sort of that classic situation when things aren't going your way and, and you're, you're having some hard luck, but you know, ultimately you got to make your luck and, you know, you, from a pitching standpoint, you've got to be able to make the pitches you need to make from an offensive standpoint, you've got to um, have you know, key and timely hits. And, you know, right now we're just not finding that right combination for success. And, you know, I still believe in this club. I still think it's a very talented club, but, you know, from a, fan standpoint and from an observer standpoint, you know, I can understand there's, you know, a level of frustration because, you know, we're used to seeing this, our our, our team not lose. And, um, you know, historically on a consistent basis, we find ways to win. And, you know, right now, you know, when we talk about luck or, or bad luck or just not having things go our way, you know, we're definitely right now on that treadmill where we're, it's kind of taking us to, to a place we don't want to be, but it's not for the lack of effort. It's not for us not trying. And so, you know, I I think over the, the next few days, you know, Holly will try to do whatever he can to shake things up a little bit. But, you know, in the end, it's you know, baseball, so you play 162, and you, you just kind of work through these things. Definitely. And, and Ollie was with us last hour, and I thought, you know, really good about going through some numbers with us. So we asked him about, one, is he in reinforced that the ground ball rate is still very good uh, for this pitching staff? Also, that from a hitting standpoint, the barreling, the hard contact, those numbers are also still very good. Uh, it's just a matter of over the long haul, those results starting to work themselves out. Uh, you run the analytics as well as anybody, so you can see what, what we're seeing. Yeah, and I do think, like, historically, if you if you believe in that, we do, that over time things will, will work out. What, what happens, though, 
with with any season, you're you're kind of like you're only as good as your last at bat, so to speak, right? Yeah. And so you you feel like okay, we've we've lost two tough games in Seattle. You know, we're we're coming off a couple series losses. We're just we're just not doing like kind of normal cardinal things yet. And you know that that's fair. And, you know, that's one of those things where you just ask for people to be a little patient. And, you know, in the end, if you continue to do the things we're doing, it should translate into wins over time. wanted to ask you a couple of uh, business things that are happening. One, uh, that my understanding is that Paul DeYoung is ready to roll, uh, that he's good to go today and back with your club. Correct. Yep. Uh, yep. Sitting behind me on the bus. So, yeah, he's uh, he joined the club yesterday. Uh, in terms of travel, didn't get in until uh, last night in Seattle. But uh, yeah, you know, obviously we were counting on him this spring. Had some lower back issues early on, and uh, obviously I think had a very successful rehab at Memphis. And uh, you know, I, I, I think just adds another element to our club. But you know, clearly when you're looking for some sort of spark or something different, hopefully he can add that for us. See, how great is John? He's joining us on the bus, I told you. I mean, I, I, I this is uh, much appreciated, and uh, to be able to do this as you're traveling. Let me ask you a couple of other housekeeping things. In terms of AAA, the elevation of Michael McGreevy uh, to join Gordon Graceffo and others in a very, very good Memphis team. Uh, tell me about McGreevy moving up, your first-round pick in 21. Well, you know, um, one, it was definitely a compliment of how he was throwing the ball at double A, but it also was because they needed a starter because Dakota Hudson went down, uh, still dealing with some upper back or, or lower neck issues, trying to work through that. Fingers crossed he can do that. You know, ultimately McGreevy, though, was, was doing what he does. You know, he's, he's going to, he's kind of a strange guy in the sense of like he, he does strikeout hitters, but then he also does give up hits. So it's sort of one of those things like usually if you have a high swing and miss, then you tend to not give up hits. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does it at AAA. It'll it'll be a test for him, but, you know, he's he's really a competitor. He understands what he's good at. And I, I, you know, clearly happy with this promotion and, you know, think he deserved it. Yeah, he's got an upbeat attitude for sure. He's got some good stuff. Uh, Also, uh, I mentioned Graceffo, Matthew Libertor. He's been going pretty well, hasn't he? I and mean, you got that Memphis team's been rolling here. They've won 12 in a row. Yeah, I don't even really want to talk about that. <laughs> I, mean, it's been, uh, I mean, look, we, when we broke camp, there were a lot of guys that we felt could have been with our big club. So um, I think you and I even touched on that when we were down in uh, – Jupiter, so not overly surprised, but I mean, anytime you win 12 straight, I mean, you got a lot, lot going well for you, and you know, they're doing it in a lot of different ways, but you know, they're, 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 they're timely hitting is real, and you know, from a starting pitching standpoint, that's been getting them deep into games, and their bullpen's legit. I mean, it's, you know, we, we saw glimpses of some of those guys uh, down in Jupiter because of the WBC, I don't think we got you know, maybe the, the long look we wanted to with some of them, but, uh, you know, that Zeninga guy is, is legit. And, uh, you know, I watched last night, I saw that Palante was like, you know, 97 to 99. And, you know, that's what we were hoping to see here. So, you know, I think these are like really encouraging things, what's going on down there. And, and um, 
you know, you're doing it in a way where it is a pretty young team. So it's not like just loaded with a bunch of uh, six-year free agents. So that's pretty exciting news for the Cardinals. Yeah, there's a lot of depth, there's no doubt. And the big club and in the minor league system. And then, um, of course, the Seattle game is upcoming here at 310. I want to get you back on the road and focused on that with your club. But I appreciate these moments very much. Thank you for doing it. And best of luck today against the Mariners. All right. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. John Moselock joining us for a few minutes from the team bus. See, that's cool. That's that's uh, dedication there from the president of baseball operations. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and dive into all things sports and kind of do a little runaround of what's happening. The Battle Hawks and what they are facing today. We'll circle back to St. Louis City SC and hear from Coach Bradley Carnell. We'll touch on the Cardinals a little bit more, but we also have a big NASCAR race today. We have golf in full swing. We have NHL playoffs. We have NBA playoffs. We have a lot to sort out. We're going to do it right here, Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Graybar back after this. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday Morning. Those mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. All right, welcome back. Celebrate 10 extraordinary St. Louis area women for their outstanding volunteer service and leadership at the 2023 Women of Achievement Luncheon at the Ritz-Carlton St. Louis, Tuesday, May 9th. Doors open at 11.15 a.m. Learn more about this year's honorees and make luncheon reservations at WOA. STL.org. John Mosellock, really good to join us on the bus. Uh, he's, I think, in a situation there where he's surrounded by players and he's going to speak as best he can about the situation. Um, and I thought the one thing that he said was very interesting where he said that Ollie might change some things up here in the next few days. So I wonder what that means, but we'll continue to watch that closely. Uh, and see what that ends up being. But the manager was really good with us uh, last hour. I can't imagine that they're going to do too much except maybe uh, an adjustment here or there because if you do the same thing over and over and it's not working, uh, you want to change it up a little bit. But I wouldn't expect anything drastic from this Cardinals team. I heard a national radio show coming in today that John Mosellock is on the clock uh, to make a deal. I mean, it is April 23rd. It would be way out of character for the Cardinals to start swinging deals for pitchers when they don't have any injuries right now. I mean, they just got to get these five pitchers going. Now, Adam Wainwright is going to join this team eventually. Uh, he still has another rehab start ahead of him. Uh, once that happens, he could be there. You do have some reinforcements down in Memphis that we just talked about. Matthew Libertor is one. Um, and you know, I, I keep an eye on that. I think that he could come up and, and perhaps start at some point for you if he continues to pitch well, but mostly you're looking at these five plus Adam and that's really where they are. <laughs> that's, that's where they're going to be, uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, we have Memphis and they've won 12 in a row and that's because they have really good players. And that's just the bottom line. They're going to continue to build things there. And eventually you're going to see some of these players as reinforcements. But as you get closer to that trade deadline now at the end of July, the Cardinals outside of Walker, Gorman, Graceffo, hence, I mean, I could probably throw a few others in there that are untouchable. They're not going to trade any of those guys. Uh, They have a plethora 
of young players that could be packaged for a pitcher or anything else that you need if they want. And the Cardinals have the ability to make almost any kind of a deal they want. They don't want to trade any of those big dogs that were, by the way, everybody was asking for last year, and they still were able to get Quintana and Montgomery for reasonable deals. Uh, we'll look forward and see what's next for this Cardinals club. But, you know, there are good players all over the place right now in Major League Baseball that have Ford, former Cardinal attached to them. So either they didn't have room for them in the starting lineup or they didn't give them the opportunity or they jumped on, like in the case of the Ozuna trade, uh, a desperate way to add some offense, and they ended up dealing prospects. Whatever the case may be, the Cardinals have some deals that went off extremely well, like Arenado and Goldschmidt, and some deals that they wish they could take those players back. But the ship has sailed, and the Cardinals continue to crank out this unbelievable organization filled with prospects that they can use as movable assets or used to elevate their franchise for years to come. This is how they want to be. They want to be a team that is going to be a contender for year after year after year. And also, if the need arises, they can swing a deal and pull it off. So we'll see how that all goes. Meantime, you've got St. Louis City SC. I want to go back to Roman Berkey. I thought he was exceptional yesterday in his comments. In case you did not hear the beginning, Roman Berkey was very straightforward about how he felt. This is Tom Timmerman of the Post-Dispatch. Right, who's guys, gonna get Captain Roman Berkey here. The first question. We'll go with uh, Tom. Start us off. Roman, what does this result feel like? You have a game like that, I think 12 saves. They foreseen to be coming at you all night and to get a tie, but you almost got a win. So how, how does this one feel? Yeah, me personally, uh, I always want to win. Um, I feel empty a little bit, disappointed, um, because I think this team is not as good as we made them, Colorado. Um, I think we we missed um, a lot today when it comes with the ball and against the ball. And I mean, if you're up 1-0, you just have to fight for, for, for the win, you know. You have to go all in and you have to fight, you have to defend. And um, today not everybody was defending um, or not together. And that's the result and uh, that's why I'm a little bit disappointed. That's Roman Berkey, the Cardinal, the Cardinal City goaltender who is one of the best goalkeepers, if not the best in the league. He's certainly the highest paid and he is a special uh, talent not only on the pitch, but right there. That's exactly what you want your captain to say. You make everybody well aware this is not up to standard. Be better. And that's exactly what he did as they ended up with a point. They are very, very fortunate that he's their goalkeeper and that they were able to get that point. Taking a look at the NHL playoffs, the Blues' former captain, Ryan O'Reilly, is at it again. He had a victory yesterday, 4-3 to over the Lightning. This game went into overtime, and the Leafs went down to Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg, and they won that game by a final of 4-3. to It was a win, but Morgan Riley was the one who scored at 19-15 of overtime for the Leafs. They rallied for a 4-3 win against the Lightning in Game 3, of the Eastern Conference first round. 
a great win for Toronto, who is in this long drought of not winning a Stanley Cup. They have a massive fan base, and they have O'Reilly on this team now. And O'Reilly was great yesterday. He actually had a Gordie Howe hat trick. He had a goal and an assist and got into a scrap. It's a win for Toronto. They are up 2-1 in that series. Elsewhere, you've got Boston facing Florida today. We'll see what happens in that Eastern Conference matchup. You have the Devils cutting the Rangers' lead to 2-1 as they won in overtime yesterday. You've got it's just some really good matchups in this one. Vegas leads Winnipeg after winning yesterday. They're up 2-1 in that series. The Wild leads Dallas 2-1 in that series. Colorado's up 2-1 on Seattle. Devils up 2-1 on the Rangers. Carolina's up 2-1 on the Islanders. Toronto's up 2-1 on the Lightning. And Boston's up 2-1 on Florida. They're all (laughs) 2-1. Edmonton leads the Kings 2-1. So, I mean, it's it's pretty fun. I, I hate the fact that the Blues aren't in it. But if you do like the NHL playoffs, it has been pretty entertaining from that standpoint. The NBA, I am a fan of the NBA playoffs. During the regular season, my concentration goes heavily onto college basketball. But I do appreciate and respect the play of the NBA. And these are the best players in the world, and LeBron James is still doing it. You can feel however you want to feel about LeBron James but he has taken a beating throughout his career, and he still puts up numbers. He had 25 points after Dylan Brooks was ejected for striking him in the groin. And the Lakers survived a 24-point fourth quarter from Ja Morant. LeBron James is how much older than Morant? Like almost 20 years older than him? And they're still able to win this game. They beat him 111-101. They have a 2-1 lead in their first-round playoff series. LeBron James got hit in the groin by Dylan Brooks. They tossed him out of the game. Morant, by the way, scored 45 points in his return from a one-game absence with a sore right hand. The Murray State uh, superstar, when you see Ja Morant play, he is breathtaking the way that he flies through the air and gets things done. He scored 22 consecutive points during the fourth quarter as Memphis was trying to rally from an early 29-point deficit, but they lost by 10. I uh, personally am a New York Knicks fan, and they're about to tip off in eight minutes. Why am I a Knicks fan? Because we don't have an NBA team here in St. Louis, although I'd like one. I would love one, actually. I don't know that that's even possible unless we get the corporate support. Right now, the focus is on baseball, hockey, and city, as well as the St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL. But most of the corporate dollars go to those prior three. And if they're going to have another tenant inside Enterprise Center, they would have to fill all suites with corporate partners, and that is easier said than done. But I do think there would be interest in an NBA team here, and I think it would do very, very well. I'm not sure that the league is interested in coming here, but I do know the the best player playing right now in the league, uh, I think, is Jason Tatum. And he is a St. Louisan, and I think he ultimately when his playing career comes to an end, may have some interest in that very subject. Would a St. Louis team belong here in the NBA? Boston plays tonight at 6 o'clock against Atlanta, who dropped 130 points on them in the last game. 130 on Boston on Friday night. They'll play them tonight at 6. Golden State 
salvaged a game and is now down 2-1 to Sacramento. The defending champions will tip off at 2-30 against the Kings. The late game tonight, Denver's up 3-0 on Minnesota. Denver Nuggets have never won a title, and that would be kind of fun um, to see how they could pull it off. But again, as I mentioned, I'm a Knicks fan, and I'm going Knicks. They play at the Garden. They're up 2-1 in their series against Cleveland, and that one tips off at noon today. NASCAR, that is happening today. Talladega, it'll start at about 2.30 today as NASCAR gets rolling, and they will be rolling in St. Louis on June 4th at Worldwide Technology Raceway. So continue to keep an eye on that as we host in St. Louis our second Cup Series. In Avondale, Louisiana, Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler shot a 10 under 62 in better ball play. They have a one-shot lead through three rounds at the Zurich Classic. It's kind of a fun tournament where they team up together. Clark and Hostler have finished each of the first three rounds atop the leaderboard on the strength of steady and mistake-free play. They birdied 10 holes in the third round to put them at 26 under, a stroke ahead of Sung J.M., and Keith Mitchell, Clark with two birdie putts from beyond 20 feet, a 26-footer on the par 4 12th, and a 21-footer on the par 3 3rd. Clark is 29 years old, Hostler is 28, and neither of them have a PGA Tour victory. But they are in contention to win the Zurich Classic down in Louisiana. I find that pretty cool that they got together. I also like the interview that Amanda Renner did with Matt and Alex Fitzpatrick. They are brothers, and they posted their second 10-under round in three days. Both came in the better ball format, which theoretically would have allowed the more accomplished Matt Fitzpatrick, the defending U.S. Open champion, winner of the RBC Heritage last week, to carry the team. But in better ball rounds, Alex has had many or more birdies. That's been kind of fun to watch as well. There's just so much going on in sports right now all over the place. To circle back to the Cardinals, here's what we have learned today. The Cardinals will have Paul DeYoung joining them. John Moselock sitting next to Paul D on the team bus on the way to Seattle told us that they do hope to get Paul in there and perhaps provide a spark to this team. And really, honestly, this is a spark. This is me speaking now. This is a spark to uh, Paul D's career which this is his final year under contract with the Cardinals. He told me during the winter warm-up he doesn't want to go anywhere else. He wants to be in St. Louis. He wants to be part of this organization. Can he find it one more time? I don't know that there's a player right now on this roster that gets criticized more than Paul DeYoung, and all he's done is try to work his way back. He's not a bad person. Uh, The Cardinals, of course, gave him a big contract, and that will work against you. You've got to be able to live up to that. Uh, in the eyes of observers, and he has not been able to do that. Uh, You know, you have to go back to 2019 when he hit 30 bombs and he was an all-star and hit that big home run at Wrigley against the Cubs to help win the division. That's four years ago now. I mean, you know, he's got to be better, and he's got to find a way to fight his way into position to be an effective part of this organization, up the middle, middle infield, but most importantly, at the plate. I think we know what he is defensively. He's good. He's better than good, but offensively, he's got to make an impact when he's in there, and we'll see that he can. It's 11.57. The news is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.